0: Anniversary tomorrow, first first year wedding. It's the fifth. Today is the fourth. Tomorrow is the fifth. Uh, Thank you for coming, and I invite you to please rise as we give respect to the reading of the Word of God. Our passage today is found in John chapter fifteen, verse thirteen up to verse uh, fifteen, and uh, this passage is about uh, the Lord Jesus Christ declaring to his disciples that uh, they are his friends. Beginning verse uh, 13. Greater love has no one than these, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. May the good Lord bless the reading of his word. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we uh, thank you so much for your presence in our midst. Father, your presence is the one who continually gives us comfort. Knowing the fact, Father, that you said you will never leave us nor forsake us. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness to each and every one of us, even though many times, oh Lord, we are not faithful to you, but you, oh Lord, continue to be faithful. And Lord, we want you this morning to be glorified and be magnified. And as we study your word, Father, this morning, I pray that you instill in us, oh Lord, your words will bring changes into our hearts. And not only changes, but, Father, comfort and encouragement, simply because, Lord, The fact that we read what you said we are friends Lord it gives us really peace and joy in our hearts as we Lord meditate upon who we are we are sinners we don't deserve this but Lord we thank you that you reach us out and, and you called us friend. and Lord I pray that if there are people here who don't know you as their Lord and Savior I pray Father that you speak to them so that they too oh Lord Will be a friend of yours, Father. Thank you so much for many, for for the many blessings that uh, you bestow upon each and every one of us. Blessings, O oh Lord, every morning, new life, new strength, ability that you, that that comes from you, O oh Lord. For that, Father, we continually thank you, and thank you, Lord, for life itself and for. Uh, The additional year that you've given to me, not only to me, but to Carlo and the rest of the people who are celebrating their birthday this month of August, I pray, Father, that you just simply mold us and shape us according uh, to the image of your son, Jesus Christ. Praying for uh, Brother Ben and Sister Antoinette, I pray, Father, that you continue to also shape and mold the relationship as husband and wife. Father, once again, bless your word, for this is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I read a story about these two men. These two men were out hunting in the northern U.S. And, and, and suddenly one of them yelled. He yelled and the other looked up to see a grizzly charging them. The first started The frantically put on his, on his tennis shoes and his friend, anxiously asked, and this is his question, what are you doing? Don't you know that you cannot outrun a grizzly bear? And and the friend said, I don't have to outrun a grizzly bear. I just have to outrun you. Friend, (laughs) I just need to outrun you. Do you have a friend like that? In times of troubles, they will leave you, they will forget about you, they will outrun you if there is danger and trouble in your life. I like what Henry uh, Durbanville said about friendship. A friend is the first person who comes in when the whole world goes out. I like a friend like that. And, 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 And indeed, this is a person who comes in when your world is crumbling down. He will not out on you. <laughs> he will encourage you, he will support you. Amen. But sometimes, as a human being, uh, we have a case in which uh, uh, this is not true. Just like that friend. Your friend, if you have a friend, you call them friend. Uh, probably they did already outrun you. While I was studying the sermon, I uh, came across and stumbled with an article it says about toxic friends. And uh, the author identified five characteristics of a toxic friend. I want to share them with you. Well, of course, a friendship is is, uh, very important in your life and in my life because it is a relationship without friends we cannot really make it into this world why because you are a social being I am a social being God created you to be with other people you you cannot survive on your own and and so some friends become like family Uh, on the other hand some friends become worse than enemies they become Parasites. It's perfectly natural for a friendship to change over the years. But what happens when your friendship becomes toxic? You see, uh, the author of this is Florence Isaac. And and he's the author of the toxic friends, true friends. And this is what her explanation. Of course, this toxic friendship, they, they are unsupportive. They will not support you. They will discourage you. They are draining, she said, and unrewarding, stifling, unsatisfying, and often unequal. Isaac goes on to say that toxic friends stress you out. Instead of helping you experience peace, what happens is they will stress you out. And, And not only stress you out, they will use you and... They are unreliable according to her and are overwhelmingly demanding. And, and of course, they don't give anything back. They always, you know, give me this, give me that. They always take. Now, if you are a victim of having one of these toxic friends, what will you do? First, Before we answer that question, what are you going to do? Uh, I will share them uh, to you what are these five characteristics of a toxic friend? Number one, uh, they are competitive friends. They are competitive friends. There's nothing wrong with a friendly competition. However, I want you to take note, the key word is here, friendly. This type of friend is always finding ways to compete, whether it's for the attention of a guy, the approval of the other friends, or for a job-related price. The competitive friend doesn't have the ability to simply congratulate you for what you have done because you are victorious. They will not congratulate you because of your accomplishment Or they will not say positive news. Everything is turned into a game of one-upmanship. So in other words, instead of sharing the happiness you have for landing a new job, it only becomes a chance for this frenemy to ceaselessly brag about their own promotion. And so it seems that the self-image of the competitive friend is dependent upon the rivalry of the friendship. A healthy friendship doesn't keep a tally of victories and losses. Second, she said that the characteristic of this toxic friend, we call them the Debbie Downer. (laughs) Debbie Downer. With the Debbie Downer, you may find that your friendship has unintentionally turned into never-ending Therapy session. Uh, Whenever you attempt to share any positive news, uh, this, Debbie Debbie Downer, she counteracts with the negative. They always find something negative in your life. They will put you down. More often than not, you find yourself. Uh, soothing her insecurities. And also, it's one thing to look to a friend for in, uh, reassurance, and also, it's another thing to use a friend as a personal ego booster. And so, a great friend can provide a wealth of support. But I suggest that there has to be balance in a friendship for it to be healthy. Not one person whose needs get met, and another whose needs are what? Overlooked. Third, she calls it the promise breaker. Promise breaker. It's the opposite of promise keeper. Uh, This is what the promise breaker do. She calls you and asks for a ride home from work. You readily oblige. A few weeks later, you find yourself in the same position. And so you whip out your phone and call her. So when she finally picks up, she promises to be there in five minutes. I'll be there in five minutes. And so five minutes fade into ten. Five minutes fades into ten, and then it becomes twenty, and then becomes thirty. And so she never shows up. See, the promise breaker is the type of friend who is constantly breaking promises, but still expects everything from you in return. How many of you you have a promise breaker friend? It's not a good feeling, right? Why? Because they make a promise and then they don't do it. You expect them to do things that they promise and yet you're just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Nothing happens. Fourth, she calls it the criticizer. The criticizer. You can seem to do anything right when you're around this friend. (laughs) Have you had a friend like that? Uh, No matter what you do, whether it is good, whether it is excellent, they say to you, ah, 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 they criticize you. They criticize you. Uh, See, constantly or he constantly criticizes you from the way you dress to the way you speak. Everything she sees in you, she has a criticism. While these criticisms may come in the form of jokes at first, this type of friendship will eventually become draining. Now, in your relationship, if you constantly hear criticizing negative things that criticize you, you get drained. And so, uh, What happens is, as a defense, you will attack. The criticizer. Number five, uh, I think uh, this one is very popular. The gossip. Gossip. In Tagalog, chismoso, chismosa. Nakaibigan. Okay? when you approach her and said, don't tell anyone, okay? And then the following morning, your inbox is full of messages. <laughs> and so, these people, they can uphold in their hearts what they heard. These people, they cannot keep If they cannot keep secrets, this friend of yours, they're not a good counselor. And so, these friends, this type of friend, of course, they will constantly break your confidentiality. How do you deal with this type of friends? We will look at the friendship between Peter and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This friendship, of course, is a friendship in which a good friendship because Christ was a true friend. And Peter is a picture of us as a toxic friend. Why did I say that? It's because Peter said he is a promise breaker. The Lord said, they will crucify me. They will kill me. What did Peter say? Over my dead body. (laughs) And then the Lord said, "Oh, oh, oh, you will deny me three times you will hear a crow three times, you will deny it. You see, he was a toxic friend. And yet, how did the Lord deal with Peter? I want for us as we take a look at the friendship of Jesus and Peter will apply this friendship if you have a toxic friend. I don't like the idea of this article because this article said, as a solution, end your friendship. I don't want you to end the friendship. That's, that's a worldly counseling. You see, we'll take a look at what Jesus said. Did he end the friendship of Peter with Jesus or Jesus with Peter when he denied him? Oh no. What we will learn here is, is that you see, after their meeting on, on the shore of the Lake of Galilee. In John chapter 1, it seems Simon really left Jesus' side. See, in time, Jesus even moved into Simon's large home in Capernaum, which was, of course, located one door from the synagogue. So if Jesus could ever be sent to have a home, it was Simon's. And so when we understand that, indeed, they were very close as friends. Theirs was a Genuine friendship with ups and downs. And Peter is the only disciple to say no to Jesus. Jesus saves his highest praise and also most severe rebuke for Peter Simon. You remember what Jesus said to him? Get thee behind me, Satan. (laughs) When he said, oh no, that will not happen, and Jesus said, Get thee behind me, Satan. He was rebuked by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so though Jesus surely was close to more than one of his disciples, theirs is the only fully formed friendship we can find in the gospel. Now, we will look briefly to their uh, friendship as a paradigm to see what we can find in the answer to this question. What does it mean? To be friends with Jesus. Three things. What does it mean to be friend with Jesus? Number one, to be a friend of Jesus, it means he builds us up. He builds you up. He builds me up. Being friend with Jesus means allowing yourself to be defined by him. What was the scenario here? The scenario here is just, is, it's when Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say I am? So it is Peter who responded. Because, of course, in those days, crowds are really curious about, who is this? Who is this Jesus? And so Jesus himself asked the question to his disciples, who do you say I am? And so Peter responds. This is what he responded. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. So in a few moments, Jesus answers back. When Peter gave the answer, Jesus answers back. And this is what the Lord said to Peter. You are the rock. You are the rock. Jesus was declaring that Peter would be the rock on which he would build his church. And so Jesus appears to be using a play on words when he answers that. You see, you are Peter, you are Petros, and on this Petra, and on this rock, I will build my church. You see, since Peter's name means rock, and Jesus is going to build his church on a rock, It appears in this passage that Christ is linking the two together. And so God used Peter greatly in the foundation of the church. That's why Peter was used by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the book of Acts to proclaim the gospel, not only to the Jewish people, but also to the Gentile people just like you and me. God used him as the foundation. But when he said, you are the rock, Christ is building him up. Do you have a friend like this? They build you up. They encourage you. That's the second point, by the way. And so when, when we are being built up as a friend, well, we, we find comfort in that. Because, you see, friends will really define who you are. Ask yourself about this. Do you have a friend? How do they define you? Do they call you the gossiper? Do they call you, oh, that my friend is, you know, as a criticizer? Or will they say, oh, that friend of mine is a good friend. He is faithful. How will they define you? But when it comes to Jesus, when he defines you and me, it is a definition in which there is this blessings in the future. Peter, you are the rock. Oh, you know what? When I, probably when I hear that one said to me, just like Peter, I will be encouraged. And so, and so Peter, at the end, really, you know, was used by God because Christ defined him. If you have a friendship with Jesus and we are his friends, how will he define you this morning? Proverbs 27, verse 17. Uh, in other translation, it says, As iron sharpens iron, so the man sharpens another. I like what King James Version said. Iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of a friend. Uh, you know what? In the King James Version, you know it's a King James Version because there is this net. Labet sharpen it how many of you uh, are using this word can you sharpen it this you know (laughs) this knife for me (laughs) we don't use that it's uh, 1500 words but you saw but you see I I, I like the word uh, sharpen sharpen it the meaning of course is to sharpen something uh, usually means to make it better more efficient you see here Christ is sharpening Peter so that Peter will become better. The reason why you sharpen your knife so that you will slice better, you will cut better. Amen. Same thing. When Christ defines you, he is sharpening you so that you will become an instrument of his kingdom. A true friend will sharpen a friend. So that that friend will grow deeper, not only within, but you know, you will boost their morale. That's a true friend. Jesus Christ is a true friend. Why? Because he builds us up. Will you build up your friends? Don't don't destroy your friends. Build them up. Sharpen them so that they will become useful. Not only in the kingdom of God, but also in our society today. Secondly, what does it mean to to be a friend of Jesus? He encourages you. See, being Jesus' friend means hearing him say, Don't be afraid. That's an encouragement, right? Don't be afraid. How many of you said this to your friend? They have a problem, and they don't know what to say. And you said, Friend, you can do it. You can do it. See, this is exactly who Jesus is as our friend. The synoptic gospels tells us that um, these three found in Matthew chapter 17, verse 7, they were terrified as they witnessed the transfiguration of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You see, it was the only time any of his disciples would see his unveiled glory. I I hope you already read Matthew chapter 17 when, 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 when Christ was transformed. And when they saw him transformed, they were really terrified. Why? Because Christ unveiled his glory to his disciples. And Mark tells us Peter did not know what to say because he was so afraid. You know, in those days, they were really afraid when it comes to seeing the countenance of God. And they realized, hey, this is Jesus. Look at him. So they were terrified. Matthew says that after it was all over, Jesus told them the three. What did Jesus say? Do not be afraid. I want you to think about this. The one who said, do not be afraid, is the I am. Is the God. And he said, Do not be afraid. Most often, when he was revealed in a new dimension, Jesus had to comfort them with these words Do not be afraid. When their nets were miraculously filled for the first time in in Luke chapter 5, Jesus responded, And this is what he said Don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. When he approached the boat, walking on the water, he called out, because simply these disciples were afraid because of the storms. And, and, and they were afraid that they will all die, get drowned. And, and then Jesus said, I am, don't be afraid. They thought it was a ghost. And Jesus said, I am, don't be afraid. So it is what he tells the woman also at, at the tomb as well during the resurrection. Fear not. Now, I want for us to just process what the Lord is saying to his friends and to you as well. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Fear not. When you process and understand who is saying this, whatever the things that you are afraid of today, you will have peace in your heart. Why? Because the one who is speaking is the sovereign God himself. Not only is a sovereign God, but he is your friend. So when Jesus is your friend, you are certain there is someone in your life who understands your fragileness, your struggles, and your hurt. Are you hurting today? And... If you're hurting today and you're saying to yourself, no one understands me. No one cares about me. People don't even care. There's someone who cares, and his name is Jesus. What is your struggle today? Is it money? Finances? Is it your health? Is it your... Relationship, husband and wife. Is it your relationship with your boss at work? Do you struggle? You have a friend and you will never struggle with him. His name is Jesus. He understands your struggles. He understands your pain because he himself has suffered. He was tempted. He is able to aid those who are tempted too. And so Jesus never called Peter or any others to do anything or go anywhere. He had, of course, not already been. And this is, this is what will happen. Before he calls them to become fishers of men, Jesus Christ demonstrates how it is done by first catching them. Before he sends them out to speak his word and do his work, Jesus spends a period of concentrated time preparing them, discipling them. He would not call upon them to take up the cross until he had first demonstrated that he was determined to go on before them to Golgotha or to Calvary. Now, as we become closer to Jesus as our friend, as we get to know him better through his word, by the way, You will not better know your friend and my friend Jesus without you reading the Bible, because this is his word. We will become, we will know him better and become best friends if we constantly abide in his word and read his word. And so, as we become closer to Jesus as our friend and as we get to know him better through his word, we will understand that he expects experienced the full reins of human weaknesses he understands you my dear friend he understands your struggles your weaknesses because he too he struggled in the gospel we see him hungry and thirsty in the gospel we see him understood being misunderstood by his own family in the gospels we see a man who tasted all our sufferings during his lifetime on earth and he took upon himself all our sin and sorrows on the cross. That's why he yelled when he was hanging on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's because all the sins of the world, past, present, and future was upon his shoulder. He became your substitute and my substitute. That's why in our reading this morning in 15, John chapter 15, verse 13, a true friend will lay down his life for his friends. Amen. You see, I, I want you to again understand this. What does it mean to be a friend with Jesus? He encourages us. And and being Jesus' friend means he's saying, don't be afraid. What are you afraid of today, my dear friend, my dear brothers and sisters in the Lord? Are you afraid of something? Christ is saying to you, don't be afraid. Number three and last, not only he builds us up, not only he encourages us, but number three and last, he loves you as you are. This is what we call unconditional love. You see as a human being uh, we only love those people who loves us but Jesus Christ even though he knows exactly exactly that sometimes we don't love him that Peter denies him three times uh, Peter experienced the unconditional love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ even though Peter had denied him even even knowing Jesus to the struggle uh, strugglers in that in that courtyard of of Caiaphas. later when he is raised from the dead you know what jesus said he sends word and what is that word tell the disciples and peter i am going ahead of you to galilee now during that denying point in the Gospel of Luke, tells us their eyes met across the courtyard. I want you to, to think about this. It is you and Jesus. And Jesus said, You will deny me three times. And that during that hour and process, you meet its other's eyes. You just promised that you will never abandon him. You just promised that over my dead body. And yet, oh, you will deny me three times. And then when that is happening, you saw Jesus looking at you. You met eye to eye. When you met eye to eye with your friend who who betrayed you, what, what will you do? Huh? Jeff. Yeah. You denied me, Brother Joe. I will not be your friend anymore. You cannot find any words or sentences that came out from the mouth of Jesus written down in the gospel. but Jesus said tell the disciples I will go ahead and meet you all in Galilee isn't it wonderful he did not say exclude Peter I call him rock now he's not rock anymore he is a sand No, he said, tell Peter as well. I want you to understand this. Many times, a lot of times, we deny Christ through your actions and my actions. Even our words, even in our thoughts. And yet, Christ continually calls us his friend. He loves Peter. Unconditionally. The Lord did not tell Peter, if you will do this, I will love you, Peter. No. When we talk about the unconditional love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, He's saying to Peter, Peter, I love you as you are without condition. That's a true friend. I want you to search yourself this morning. Think about the things that we have done that displeases the Lord. Think about the worst thing that you have done. If Jesus is your true friend, he will never break that friendship. Because here in the book of Romans, chapter 8, 38 until verse 39, this is what the scripture said. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Verse 39, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, I want you to follow along, shall be able to what? Say the word. Separate. Say it loudly. Separate. Separate us from the love of God, which is in whom? Which is in Christ Jesus this is the God, a true God. He's not only a true God, but he's a true friend of yours. Huh. Did you create a boo-boo last week? Have you did something that is not pleasing in the sight of God? I tell you, my friend, he is still your friend. Come to him. He is ready always to forgive when we commit mistake. I want you to understand this. We cannot earn more of his love with good behavior. Even as we do not forfeit his love when we fail. He loves us as we are and not as we should be. Many times, people we we, we struggle. Uh, we don't think that if we will not do things that are not right in His side or are right in His side, we keep on you know, making lists. We think that oh, the Lord will not love me; He is not my friend anymore. No, 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 no. No matter what you will do, He is still your friend. But I am not saying this. Do not abuse His grace. Amen. Do not just abuse His grace. We don't change so that He will love us He loves us so we can change. I want to repeat that one. We don't change so that he will love us. He loves us so we can change. It is the kindness that leads us to repentance. It is his kindness that leads us to repentance. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. I simply entitled our message today, taken from from one of the hymns, from our hymn book, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Indeed, what a friend we have in Jesus. He builds us up, He encourages us, and He loves us as we are. I I like uh, the last uh, portion or part of the so what a friend we have in Jesus, and 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 this is what this stanza says: Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Last part: Can we find a friend so faithful? Ooh. With all our sorrows, Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Oh, he knows your weakness. He knows your sorrow. Indeed, what a friend we have in Jesus. Amen. My question to you this morning, is he your friend? He's inviting you, my dear friends, to become his friend. And if you have a toxic friend, he will never become a toxic friend. He will love you unconditionally, no matter what. Will you invite him as your friend? Will you say to him, Lord Jesus, I want you to be my friend. I invite you, please, come into my heart. I want you to be my real friend. Will you do that this morning? I want you to bow down your hands and close your eyes. Will you raise your hand this morning? Pastor, I'm raising my hand. I want to become really a friend of Jesus. And as a friend, I want to be committed to Him. Will you raise your hand? Thank you, sister. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any more? Just raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any more? Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any more? Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. And any more before we pray. Thank you brother, thank you. Will you invite Jesus into your heart as your friend, not only friend but as a savior too. Will you raise me. We will pray the prayer of acceptance today and you follow me. Okay? Any more. Thank you brother, thank you sister, thank you. Thank you. Let's all stand up. And all those people who raise their hands, I I invite you to come in front. We will pray together. You raise your hands, please come forward and we we will pray together. We will pray together. We will ask the Lord to keep on blessing his friendship with you and you make a commitment to be a good friend of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ even though you did not raise your hand if you want to join them please come forward before we pray I want you to follow along in this prayer uh, inviting Christ into your heart as your Savior and your friend and I will pray for you. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for your words. I thank you, Lord, for your invitation. Invitation in which, oh Lord, to be a friend of yours. Father, this morning, I realize that I need you. I am a sinner. Lord, I repent of my sins. Please do forgive me. Cleanse my heart. I invite you into my heart as my Lord and Savior and as my friend. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your love, for your mercy. And I thank you, Lord, for the assurance of this relationship that you will be faithful to me in return, Lord. I want to be faithful to you as well. Thank you, Lord, for this is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful moment. I know, Lord, that your Spirit is working in our hearts, in our midst today. Thank you for your words. Thank you, Lord, that you reveal yourself to each and every one of us, that you are indeed a friend who builds us up, encourages us, and accepts us for who we are. For that, Father, we thank you. And Lord, I am praying for these people who came forward, no matter what is their decision right now, I know, Lord, that you will honor that decision. Father, I know that they came here so that they want to please you, so that their life will become a life that is glorifying in your name. So Lord, I am praying that you will just bless them, that you will just fill them with the power of your Holy Spirit and continue to realize, oh Lord, about the friendship that they have with you. Father, help them also to be faithful to you. Lord, I want you to be glorified right now as these people, oh Lord, committed their lives to you. And for those people who prayed the prayer of Of acceptance may you bless them may you help them grow in their relationship with you and lord thank you so much i want you father to bless our fellowship after this worship and lord once again all glory belongs to you for this is our prayer and all god's people said